Hello and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 31. I'm your host, Kamran Shishtar, and with me is... James Seelig. Alright, today is Sunday, December 20th, when we are recording, so it's actually been a week, so we actually have a full week's worth of news, which, honestly, besides a lot of the movie news that's been going around, specifically uh, Matrix 4 and Batman, uh, there isn't too much, so we finally have a light news week. The only gaming news is League-related for the most part, so we're just really just going to be talking about that Yeah, and moving on quickly. Yeah, Riot kind of went pretty hard for the 10th anniversary. Yeah, they, they announced not just one, but many other things coming. Yeah. So it, it, should be, it should be a good amount to talk about, I guess. But all right, we'll start with uh, what we've been playing. James, would you like to go? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> all right, James. Oh, my God, it's my favorite game. I've been, like, crazy busy this last week, just, like, keeping up with schoolwork and shit, so not a lot of time. For sure, for sure. I just got a little bit... Um, Iron Banner happened this week. It's still going on, so for those that are listening, it is probably Monday if you're hearing this, or Tuesday, so it might actually be too late. But first week of Iron Banner, so far, so pretty good. Man, uh, I want to get new that armor, gear, man. too. I just it, like, dude, the armor, it's great. I just don't have time to play it right now. It's like a really bad... I got like a midterm, and then like another quiz, and like more homework due next week, so... Oh, man. I'm actually probably going to... I... So it's actually pretty cool. They did a pursuit quest again this time, but it, it felt a little bit easier. But that's probably just because I just kept doing what it asked and then knocked it out pretty fast. Um, you start off with like, oh, do the. It was almost kind of like the bounties that they had for the weekly, where it was like, oh, do zones and like other things. And once it finished, it started rewarding you with like a weapon that you would need to use for the next step. So, like, one was get, like, uh, I want to say 20 or 30 fusion rifle kills, and then another was, like, get, I think, hand cannon kills? Maybe not. I think it was, like, fusion rifle, SMG, and some other stuff. But over time, I basically got, like, all of them done, and through it, got all the armor. Plus, like, a bunch of tokens, and then the bounties. So here's where it was cool. So there was only four bounties at first, and then... Once I finished the quest steps, it gave me two more that I could get from uh, Saladin. And it's like the last two are zones and I think kills for the most part. And I honestly, after this, I could probably finish it because it's so close to being done. I could do it anywhere between one to three matches, which shouldn't really take more than like 40, 30, 40 minutes, if anything. But dude, the uh, bounties, you're going to want to, if you had time to get them or jump on and play, if you're able to complete them, don't redeem them because they are actually pinnacle gear drops. Which, for those that don't know, pinnacle gear is the only gear that actually levels you up from 850 to 860. Okay. So, once you, let's say, you get to 850, legendary, prime, powerful gear doesn't really give you anything higher. Pinnacle gear, though, brings it up by like one each time it's it's like a grind it's a like 850 860 is a ridiculous grind but the only way to get that gear i believe if i heard correctly is these these specifically these bounties as well as raid completion and uh nightfall like nightfall and raid is the only other places you can get the pinnacle gear uh that would get you the power you need 
but it's also like kind of tedious if you want to achieve that like power level but otherwise it, it, it was pretty cool like i said the armor itself is honestly just awesome looking so it's a great new set like recently or at least before in for iron banner there hasn't been really anything new you're just kind of getting the stuff done but this time was fully like oh shit this is like this is something i want and it's almost tempting to do it again for my warlock and titan if i had time but i don't so <laughs> hunter will do for now okay uh next up i actually finished earlier today at work uh, ghost recon wildlands during uh, lunches and breaks dude i fucking everyone's like how'd you finish that so fast and they're like did you play it at home i was like no i just did it during lunch after i ate food i, was, I just knocked that shit out but uh, I finished all the story and DLCs, which uh, the story, of course, ends when you basically take down the all the heads of the cartel. And the DLCs range from like some mission, a mission with Sam Fisher for Splinter Cell, a couple missions for Rainbow Six with a couple operators, a mission with uh, the protagonist from Ghost Recon uh, Advanced Warfighter interesting yeah he was like basically the guy i think the guy you actually play as in gra one and gra two if you remember those games but you play as him or you basically work with him a little bit and you also work with like a newer guy that's younger who's apparently i guess either the protagonist or he's like one of the characters from ghost recon future soldier so you kind of get all of that in in one so you get the previous two types of uh, ghost recon games splinter cell uh, which it's funny because Sam Fisher is basically just there and then uh, Rainbow Six and then there were two more Predator which was one of the hardest things besides Sam Fisher's and then uh, the Operation Oracle which is the prelude to Breakpoint which introduces John Bernthal's character uh, uh. what's his name uh, Cole, uh, Cole Walker yeah overall honestly like these this game was so fun I would try to like get all the upgrades and 100% it if it wasn't for the fact that I'm just basically jumping into Breakpoint after this now. Uh, when I get, whenever I get the chance. You're but, still going to play that one? <laughs> oh yeah, I know I've heard some stuff, but uh, from what I heard, if you like Ghost Recon, you're going to like this game, from what I heard. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I mean, hey man, you were like, don't forget, uh, Division 2... I was waiting for you, and then you're like, "Yeah, no, I'm not gonna get it." And then you get on the Xbox, and I was like, uh, "Hey, thanks, dude. All right, bye." Yeah, sorry about that. But like, literally, the only reason why I got it was because like after E3, they had like a free weekend, so I actually got to try it. And like, they also made it half off, and Chris was like, "I'll split it with you. We could share it." And I was like, "Well, then I can get Division Two for like literally twenty bucks." I guess maybe that's kind of worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm playing solo. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. I did get that for Xbox, though, and even though Wildlands I got for PS4, only because the people that are also going to be playing it are all... Basically, they're, we're all playing on Xbox. Um, it, this is, like, one of those switches that I was just kind of like, ah, fuck it, who cares? But... Uh, I'm, yeah, I, I can't wait to play it. Uh, and then the game itself, though. I, I really like the mission layouts. Some of the things were a little bit annoying were the stealth-oriented ones, because at least, like, the... Dude, I'll, I'll say this really fast. Uh, the Sam Fisher mission is 
kind of stupid because it, it just didn't make any sense. It was like quick. You have to sneak into this military military base and meet up with Sam Fisher in there. You can't be detected and you can't kill anybody. Sometimes in certain missions, when it says don't be detected, you basically you can kill someone, and as long as they don't find their body, you're okay. This one straight up said you can't kill anyone. So when you sneak in, you sneak past all of these people. Right when you find Sam Fisher, it basically goes, oh quick, I'm gonna do this thing, so now all these people are basically gonna attack you now, and you have to hold them off for a certain amount of time. Well, I just do this hacking thing, and I'm like, what the fuck? Are you telling me? I can't kill them because you just wanted them to come and attack me just like literally two minutes after. That was the whole point of that. Hmm. And it was... I'm guessing <sighs> they were trying to make it like feel like a Splinter Cell mission where you're trying not to kill people. Or Until you stealthy. have to kill everyone. Yeah, that's that's where it gets stupid though. Yeah. It, it, he's literally like, yeah, you can't kill anyone. It's totally stealthy. And you're like, okay. And he goes, hey, this is going to get all their attention. So you have to defend me. <laughs> and you're just like, what the fuck? What the, what's the, what, why? And it's actually one of the harder ones. Like for some reason, like I was getting killed so many times. And the worst part is it doesn't, uh, if you die there, it doesn't start you over at the spot where they attack again. You have to sneak back in the base all over again completely. And I was just like, dude, this isn't even fun. This is just, I honestly, it just felt dumb. And I finally like got through it and it's like, quick, you have to escape now. And like all my squad mates are just down. For some reason they're all outside, so they all got taken out. And there's like helicopters outside and all this shit. I just break, jump out of the tower, and just fucking haul ass in the complete opposite direction of like everything else and just got away, but it was it was just stupid. Uh, otherwise, um the game itself, the mission's really awesome. The AI is interesting because your squad mates can do really good. Sometimes they're kind of useless. It just really depends on the situation, uh, especially if you're fighting Predator. Uh, th they're kind of useless there. They're just kind of fodder to distract him so he doesn't kill you. Dude, Predator's, predators mean. Predators scare the shit out of me. Yeah, I heard <laughs> that was like a really fucking so, hard mission. Dude, it's so fucking hard. It, it, took a, it took a bit of time, but once I did it, I, I killed... All right, so I killed him. And then it's like, oh, confirm it's dead. And I'm like, okay, so you have to walk towards oh, it. And then the when bomb? you walk towards it, then it goes, dee, 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 dee. Yeah. Ha, 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 ha. And it's like, quick, escape the bomb. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You made me walk over there to run away, you sons of bitches. Yeah. So you have to, to like run. I hated it too, because if you stay to listen, then it goes, uh oh, run. You start running right when I get to the borderline where the safe area is. You just feel like the wind rush, and then I died. And I was like, fuck right off. So ah. even though I killed it, I had to start all over again. And then I, like, it took a few more tries, and then I got it done. And then I was just like, I'm gonna shit what it says. I ran over, confirmed, and then hauled ass out of there and got away. And I was just like, great. And it gave me a predator mask <laughs> for my character. Nice. And I was like, all right, five. But, oh man, it, it was honestly a really good game. Does, and it, does I, it make you excited for the new one coming out? Or the new Breakpoint? Predator game? Oh, the Predator game. Yes. I, uh, yes. I really, dude, I, I always used to say, it's weird, like, there's a weird, uh, kind of the, the big five sort of, like, action scary characters, or, like, Michael Myers, 
Freddy, uh, Jason, uh, the aliens and Predator are like those weird five, I guess. And kind of you, you, you clump like Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street with like the kind of horror haunting shit. And then like the weird scary sci-fi sort of is aliens and Predator. And I, out of all those characters, at least like that kind of genre, I've always preferred Predator. I've always liked the idea of like, it's the hunt and stuff like that and just everything about it too so i'm really excited for this game coming up and i i, I can't wait to play it also because i it was funny i was trying to kill predator in like my last break and then i had to go home after and then i came back the next day to do it but all night i'm just like i have the stupid fucking predator theme song in my head because during the mission when you're fighting it it's like duh, 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 <laughs> duh, it's like doing the full fucking theme so i'm just like a lot i'm like kind of lying awake at night just like with the theme of my head staring at the ceiling like the fucking game <laughs> it was in my head for so long when i was like at the gym working out i just heard like <laughs> just like the whole it just wouldn't escape it was just stuck in my head all day. I was like, I need to fucking beat this level. It's killing me. Yeah, it's uh, it was a good time. Uh, now though, at work, dude, my next game. I just started it today. But I'll talk about it probably next week. But Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Remastered. Yeah. I start. I'm playing it on veteran. I'm just gonna run through it. But it's so far. Just looking at the graphics and the, just that atmosphere. I feel so warm right now playing it. I'm just like, oh my god, this is the fucking. This is the game. This is the game I've loved for years and gave me everything I loved. So, ah, fucking Call of Duty. All right, so that's everything for what we played. Obviously, really fast, not bad. All right, gaming news. James, if you want to read off the Riot announcements that we've had for League of Legends. Yeah, there were a few. Uh, so one of the main ones, I guess, was, I mean, League of Legends is like constantly bringing out new characters. So they finally introduced one called Senna, who they've been teasing for like a long time. There's like actually lore behind her being stuck in another character's like lantern. He's kind of like a Grim Reaper type dude, and she's like, I think the wife, or at least Tinkerbell? related to someone else. Anyway, it's like, so people were, were excited about that, uh, mostly because they've been teasing her for like forever. Uh,. So they also announced a hero shooter coming out. It's just so far called Project A. And from what I've heard, it's insane. It's basically like a mix between Overwatch style hero characters using like abilities and whatnot and like Counter-Strike style, like really precise gun shooting gameplay. Interesting. I mean, honestly, when you hear... Riot is making a shooter with characters. The literally the thing that pops in my head is, oh, it's Overwatch. Yeah, basically, like that was like almost immediately what I thought was like, you mean like Overwatch? <laughs> uh, so moving right on, they also have been like, there have been rumors that they were making a fighting game for a long time, that also might, uh, I guess, have League of Legends characters as like. The people you play as so they finally showed off some bits of it but it also doesn't have like a set name yet that's just called project l but i don't know it, again that's another thing that makes a lot of sense that they have like i don't i don't even know how many characters league of legends has uh, anymore it's like 
over a hundred like iconic characters that at least the fans of the game like really know and love and so they have like a deep well of characters to choose from for like a fighting game uh let's see i mean so and then the card game also right yeah they also announced a card game a lot like um hearthstone called legends of rune terra which also features characters from league of legends which makes a lot of sense but are you telling me that all these games revolve around characters from league of legends basically i mean it's like they this was all for their 10th anniversary of league of legends being out or whatever which is crazy i forgot i was like damn this game has been around that long yeah like I, well, i've been ignoring this game for that long <laughs> for 10 years i mean that's the thing it's like it's been around for that long it's still so successful and like uh oh no where was i going with that it like i guess like basically the fact that the riot games was able to keep a business going off of literally one game for like 10 years is insane and so it's kind of crazy that they also i guess for their 10th anniversary were just like by the way we've been doing other things in the background we just haven't like put them out yet yeah i mean it's it's pretty blizzard tier of them for sure yeah so i guess like i said uh, legends of Ruterra is basically you know uh card uh, card game uh, i don't know what style to call it it's basically exactly like magic the gathering hearthstone it's just another digital card game yeah and it's like they said something in their announcement trailer about like the hero character's uh, from League of Legends being like game changers and they can level up and they get new abilities and supposedly they tried to capture the feeling of doing like really well coordinated combos of abilities and like spells and stuff like how in League of Legends you often like that's how you basically win a, a fight is you know your character's abilities and know how to chain them so that you get like good combos and just like if you don't know how to play a character you're going to be way less effective than uh, with that same character than someone else who knows how really like the timing of their abilities and stuff like that um but i don't know i i looked into a little bit of gameplay for rune terra and it looks kind of weird and complicated i might give it a try when they finally put it out for mac but i don't know uh we'll see i like anything else interests you so I thought it was insane they actually announced a version of League of Legends coming to both mobile and console. They were also specific that it's not a straight port of the PC game. So it's like they said they literally built it from scratch to be a separate version. They also retooled it so that games instead of being like 40 minutes to an hour are like 18 to 20 minutes or something like that. Mm. Uh, so that might be interesting. I, I would definitely be interested in playing that because, like, as much as I have loved playing League of Legends from time to time, like, m the one of the main things that stops me from playing that over other things is that I know that each game is going to be, like, a single game is, like, 30 to 40 minutes, depending on how good you are. Maybe even an hour if, like, both teams are really evenly matched. So it's just, like, really time-consuming over other multiplayer games but 
I think like a more streamlined version coming to phones and consoles makes a lot of sense, and it's also really cool. I think. Uh, like no, yeah, they're doing a lot. Honestly, like this is it, being working there. I'd be freaking excited. I'd be like, holy shit, we're expanding. Like, yeah, seriously, we're, we're expanding beyond genre. Like this is they're they're entering like three other genres now. The only thing they're probably gonna announce like in a year or so is probably gonna be their car combat game. Uh, I would not be, be like surprised. fucking league racing or some shit. I don't fucking know. But yeah, but like I, yeah. So they did, they have everything now. They did put out a caveat that like so they built this game from scratch or like this version of the game from scratch. It's called uh, Wild Rift instead of Summoner's Rift. Uh, and because it's from scratch, they're not gonna have all of the characters from the PC game and all the skins and stuff at launch. Start off small and then build your way up again. Yeah. Of, I mean, that honestly works in their favor anyway, because then, I mean, that, that just makes them more profitable. If anything. True. They did say something about, like, they'll reward you in the game for, like, what time you have spent in League of Legends uh, over the last ten years. I don't know what that means, but... I'm guessing you'll get some on here. Is a skin? Yeah, I like. <laughs> I don't know. It could either be like anything that's in the PC game that you've bought, like that is in the mobile game you get, or it could just be like, hey, for spending this much time in League of Legends, here's like this many credits to spend in the store. I don't know. If it was me, I I probably want like, yeah, credits, skins, and then actually like something physical. Like send me like a cool little pin in the mail or some shit. I don't know. Like. Yay, yeah. 10 years. Thank you. So, yeah, there. that'd be nice. So, um, next thing. So, ha, do you know what auto chess or auto battlers are? Uh, you mean like just the, oh, you play the computer in chess? That's one version of it. <laughs> Basically, it's like this weird, it's a mod that was made for like Dota 2. And then like League of Legends made their own version uh it's basically like a chess board except the chess pieces are heroes from dota 2 or uh league of legends that like basically fight on their own you, so you basically you choose a team and then you like auto battle them against the other team to see yeah. like who wins F for whatever reason that became super popular to like the the crowd of people that like those games like uh the mobas so that also is going to be coming to mobile uh riot's game is called team fight tactics oh that yeah yeah, yeah. so like that's also coming to mobile which is kind of cool uh, kind of cool i might give it a try i don't know i've i've heard a lot of stuff about auto battlers but I've never really given it, uh, given them a try. But I don't know. And okay. I guess one of the last interesting things that they announced was that they're making an animated series called Arcane, which I think is also based within the uh, League of Legends world. I think they're just not stopping. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a lot of shit, dude. Like, oh, also Does also, there's apparently a feature-length documentary about the origins of League of Legends out on oh Netflix now. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, and I'll say personally, like, I am mildly 
interested in the shooter that they're making yeah. and then everything else I'm not at all interested in personally. This made me like actually way more interested to try to get back into League of Legends cuz like I have it on my computer. I just usually am studying and shit and I don't feel like taking a 40 minute break to do one thing. <laughs> no, for sure. I mean, I just like when it comes to that kind of stuff, I just I've never been a dude for MOBAs. Like I've always liked RTS games which sometimes have like that little hero that's in a MOBA where MOBAs actually kind of spun out of, like, MOBAs are a child of RTS games. So, yeah. it's like, I always just like the RTS aspect when you're just focusing on the one little character in arena-style combat. That's always been like, eh, that's I think not my style. I've never really been that into RTSs. Because, like, I don't know, for whatever reason, for me, I never liked the feeling of having to manage, like, a bunch of units at once it always felt oh i like, love that just having all those different guys and you're like oh i have like my armor coming here but then i have these reserves over here yeah. and then these guys like i always liked the idea of like oh man you control a whole army and it's like basically everyone just does exactly what you say and it's all up to your tactics but i it, i just never got a good feel for them so i don't know but like for games like league of legends it's like the same controls and everything but you only manage one character at a time, so it feels more personal, I guess. Yeah, uh, I guess so. And, like, I don't know. It's interesting that, like, I remember when I first started playing League of Legends, like, a long time ago. And, again, I, I haven't played a whole hell of a lot. I've just played, like, from time to time. It, like, was one of the first games that I played that I literally was, like, this feels like it was designed to be a sport. Like, the rules are so clearly defined, but the tactics of, like, how you play your characters and, like, the level of skills you uh, you need to understand the deeper mechanics under everything, it felt like literally... And in esport, exactly. That, that's I mean, like the easiest. Isn't it the, fir isn't it the first esport? Yeah, that's the easiest way I can describe it. Is like it is one of the first electronic games that felt like it could be a sport because it just was so skill based that like it makes a lot of sense to me that it's become so massive at, uh, as an esport. Which, by the way, apparently one of the minor things was that they are doing a esport manager. Thing, yeah, which is like interesting that that exists, but I will not play that because I don't know any of the people that even play League of Legends. <laughs> yeah, that's not my cup of tea. <laughs> All right, that's a lot of League news or Riot news, I guess, in general. Yeah. But that is all the gaming news we actually have for this week because the rest is just kind of a lot of China-related stuff and everything else like that, which... It, uh, it's, you already know what's happening. Yeah, Blizzard's still fucking here. up. Yep. <laughs> good old good old Blizzard. Alright, so. James, what have you watched this week? Uh, again, I've been like super busy, so not a whole lot. Uh, but, so one thing is I've been keeping up with South Park. And that shit's been like super funny. Like, I, I'm caught up except for the last episode that came out this week. Uh, so did you want to talk about it? or We kind of already talked about it a little bit last week. Yeah, but I actually watched it this time. Because so, I didn't watch it yet when we yeah. talked last time. So, but yeah, I watched the first three episodes. Um, what was it? it was the first one was... First one was China, right? First one was China. Yeah. 
Second one was... No, 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 no. First one was Mexican Joker. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, first <laughs> one was Mexican Joker. Second one was China. Third one was, like, uh, the combo of saying fuck you to China along with... Um, that was the one with Cartman being a pig, right? Was it? Yeah, it was the pig wrangler one. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> it was so funny. That was pretty good. That was so fucking weird. Yeah, so it's like uh, the the first... Yeah, we talked about the first one. It's uh, they tackle the uh, imprisonment, uh, the concentration camps that the government's been uh, using to imprison... Uh, Mexican children or migrant children and uh, migrants in general and separating everyone uh, so this really goes in depth with that but still using their fucking comedy basically going Cal's like oh yeah you guys are creating a Mexican Joker because they're gonna remember all this shit and then come back for vengeance later and shit this is their origin story so the fucking ice guys are just like oh god yeah they take him like absolutely seriously like oh my god who could be Mexican Joker it's like oh no it's Mexican Joker it's <laughs> so fucking stupid that was great and then uh the second one's like randy just trying to yeah get uh china to buy his weed and it also involves disney because it's like oh the mba basically sucks disney's uh sucks china's dick and then disney sucks china's dick and yeah. it's just everyone basically riding china's dick for the most part basically yeah and then winnie winnie the pooh r.i.p uh i won't say anything else like that you just gotta well, you gotta watch and then the third one's south uh about um the vaccination of children and the the idiot parents that don't do it <laughs> Shit. yeah uh that was good but yeah honestly i yeah, just just watch the show it's fucking great it's like really clever how they, yeah, yeah. how they are able to use a cartoon like a stupid cartoon to cleverly comment on like really pressing matters Oh yeah, because it it's not that it lessens their the importance of the, everything happening, but they use comedy to keep people interested, but also yeah. like let them know like, hey, you know, this is right and wrong. And honestly, like they're like I said before, they're honestly usually right. I agree with what they say, uh, for the most part. So it's like yeah, they're true true good way to do it. Uh, unlike other things I may mention later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Or so, uh, w- uh, one other thing I started listening to, or listening to, watching yesterday, and for reasons, uh, mostly because dinner took way too long to make, I ended up watching like the entire season, or I guess series, of Living With Yourself, which is the new uh, Paul Rudd show on Netflix. And, like, I don't want... Like, it literally basically just came out, so I don't want to give too many spoilers. But, like, basically the main plot of the show is that, like, the main character, uh, Miles, is played by Paul Rudd, is, like, just basically stuck in his life. He's, like, depressed. He's not happy. Doesn't know what to do with himself. Uh, he's kind of, like... His marriage with his wife is kind of strained and stuff like that and just like work isn't working out for him so he ends up getting like a recommendation from one of his co-workers to go to this like spa to like relax or whatever and basically it ends up being a cloning facility 
And basically what they do is that instead of like they tell you what they do is like scrub your DNA to make you like perfect, like basically the most perfect version of you that there could be. Uh, And like, so he goes to sleep and he wakes up and he's just like, all of a sudden he's a happy, like really interesting guy and all that stuff like that. Anyway, long story short, I like literally by the end of the first episode, you find out that they didn't just like put him through this really uh, relaxing spa experience. They literally like cloned him, transferred all his memories to the new like body and then just like buried the old body like in the woods. But there was like a problem with the gas that they used to put him to sleep. So it didn't kill him. So he wakes up and like finds his way home and there's like a clone of him and it's like they try for a little while to like kind of make it work and have like the new guy who's like better do like help him at work while he like stays at home and relaxes and it's like i don't want to tell the whole season it goes to some really dark places at, at, at parts towards the end because shit gets crazy but like it was a really I, I enjoyed it like Paul Rudd is a funny guy it's interesting that he was able to basically play the same guy in two different roles but like one is just a slightly nicer version uh and I don't know I guess I think one of the main commentaries they were trying to go for was just like I mean, the show is literally called Living With Yourself. Like, it's... I think a lot of it was trying yeah, to make a commentary on, like, how do you... how What is a healthy way to deal with, like, your depression and your anxiety and, like, how to, like, I guess, healthily fix your problems as opposed to trying to just, like, quick fix, get rid of them. Mm-hmm. So, I liked it. Okay. Uh, and then the last thing that we can finally talk a bit more about is the Joker. So I liked That's it. Me clapping. I liked it a lot. Like it, it's this weird thing where it's like I almost kind of wonder if it would be better if it wasn't explicitly tied to Batman. Like, if it was just a... I mean, like, with the ending and everything? Or, like... Well, uh, no, no, it's like, if it was literally just a movie about, like, mental illness and society, like, ignoring people like that, and, like, eventually it's going to come to a breaking point, like, it didn't... I think it would have been a good movie by itself without being tied to, like, DC Comics, but I kind of still liked that it was, I guess. I get it. Uh, I mean, I prefer it where it is uh personally just because i always like it's dc just doing something new surely so i like having them take a character and utilize them for something like that because also if you did it something in another way it might still be acclaimed and everything else but is that really gonna be that big well i just was wondering like the entire time i'm watching the movie like why did this get like a 10 minute standing ovation at like the film festival other than literally just like his monologue during the um, the show at the end, where like he, I guess, spoilers. I I'm gonna say don't say anything. Uh, so like 
he has a monologue where it basically it's like, you know, shit's going to go bad if you literally just, if as a society, you push down and ignore people that need help like him. And so, like, yeah. I could see how that could play really well to a film festival of, like, that is a good commentary on today's society of, like, we've all become so disconnected and cold towards each other that, like, the people that really need, like, help, like, men- like physically and mentally, like, they tend to be ignored and then shit gets to a breaking point. And maybe that's why there's, like, shootings, like, literally every week or so in America. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, like, have you, have you seen any movie similar to this whatsoever? At all? I don't know. I None are jumping out of my head, like, really... Like, none are jumping out immediately to me. I can't think of any, personally. And if it is, it's probably some small-time indie that no one's heard of, for the most part. Which isn't anything against it, it's just there's it's just not known no one knows Hmm. um currently like everything else like i mean if you look at especially also this is a comic book movie still at the same time like it's they take a character that's a villain and they give him a big role and a big like pedestal to stand on and get a message out and then it still includes i'm not going to say much about it i'll just say you have the wains in there yeah and I had a prediction that I may say later, but basically I was like, oh, this is going to do something related to the Waynes. I think you could probably guess what it is. And it happened. And I was just like, I mean, it didn't happen exactly the way I thought it would, but it's still the action that I had expected occurred. And I was very much like, there you go. And it's it was weird. It was like, at the same time, I'm understanding the whole message the film's bringing. And then as a small, as a comic book fan at the same time, I got that ending that I was like, yes, I knew it. I called it. Fucking got that shit. Yeah. Knew it was going to happen. Um, overall, uh, I said it before, I think last week, I honestly, I, mean, I didn't give it a 10 minute standing ovation. I mean, it's got to be like, I don't know, just show me fucking Dark Knight Rises again. I'll probably do that. Uh, but otherwise, yeah. uh, I love that movie. Um, I still think, honestly, so far from everything I've seen, as much as I love Godzilla, John Wick, Toy Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like those are all amazing movies, and I still like them more than the Joker in terms of just like enjoyment and what I got out of it. But in terms of just a film, this is like I said, picture best best picture oh, yeah. best director best actor best uh cinematography best uh audio mixing so far like those five Spe- things i think it it just fucking hits yeah speaking of best actor like joaquin phoenix fucking hit it out of the park dude oh yeah like, very much so he i don't know like i was i i saw it with chris uh while i was like home for the, like the weekend getting like the uh, remicade but like basically um, I really enjoyed like the subtleties to his performance like did you notice that whenever he was alone he acted like a very different person like, oh, yeah very much so he was a lot quieter if anything well it's like when he was 
Yeah, like when he was with people, his voice was always really high pitched, and like he kind of kept to himself, and he would do his nervous laugh like all the time. Whereas if you see him like by himself, he's like, "Hey." Yeah, like when he can. How's it go? Like when he can be himself alone, he was much more like a quiet person. Like when he spoke to his mom, he had like a normal voice. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's like when you think the. The, the loser is outside and then he gets back and he's like, yeah, I'm kind of okay. You know, it's just kind of an act. Yeah. Not an act, but like there's this weird, there's different versions of you. Well, it's like one thing that I thought was so interesting was, I guess it's not really spoilers because it was basically in the trailer. Uh, after he kills those three dudes on the train platform and he like, freaks the fuck out because he's like oh holy shit i just murdered like three people he like runs as fast as he can uh to like any room that he can find that's like safe and he goes into like a bathroom and then like as soon as the door is closed he and he's like no knows he's alone he starts to like go into a dance and he fe- looks like he moves more confidently and he looks at himself in the mirror and kind of like you know spreads his arms out and it's all for me that felt like he was trying to say like this is who i really am in the mirror here like me with the with the uh paint on my face with the blood on my hands like this is the real me and if you notice he wasn't laughing then he was in complete control like he wasn't nervous and freaking out anymore yeah yeah so like it's true i didn't think about that and it's one of those things where it's like they didn't hit you on the head with it of like him saying like oh i'm not laughing anymore oh man maybe i should just be true to myself like they let you see it and like kind of experience it for yourself and he still shies with like uh, i'll just go briefly on it he shies away from it still like afterwards yeah he's like i have to hide this i can't be that person until well you'll just have to watch to find out yeah and I just loved that the more he gave into his darker impulses, the more confident and calm a person he became. So you could really see like a gradual progression of him becoming more and more of the person he was at the end. Yeah. So props to Joaquin Phoenix for making <clears throat> the Joker an extremely deep performance. For sure. Yeah. But okay. But yeah, then also, like, you mentioned cinematography. It's just, like, the fact that, like, the way it was filmed, like, there were a lot of things that you're, like, not sure exactly what is or isn't happening and stuff like that. Because he imagines a lot of things. Which, yeah, I thought that was, like, interesting the way they did that. Yeah. And yeah. I agree. Yeah. But yeah, those were the thir- literally three things I watched. <laughs> okay. So I got about seven things which south park already knocked out but i'll try to go a little bit quicker for these uh first off was dragnet so for those that don't know this movie it is an old movie that has dan Aykroyd and tom hanks as la detectives and it is one of the most ridiculous movies i've ever seen i was dying i was laughing so hard during this movie i highly recommend it to everyone basically it's uh these two detectives are trying to solve a crime that involves a cult 
And it's like them basically fighting the cult, trying to save like the damsel in distress who's a virgin that they're trying to sacrifice. And there's all these crazy antics. Like the the cult's fucking fun. It's it all of it. It's just funny. It's just, it's a really funny movie. It's if you want to see Tom Hanks really really young, like pre Forrest Gump and everything. He's just like probably like just done TV stuff for the most part. This is. I highly recommend just go watch this. Find find a way to watch it. It's really funny. It's ridiculous. It's just a, it, you're just gonna have a good time. It's so lighthearted. Nothing serious. It's just it's just Dan Aykroyd and fucking Tom Hanks wearing weird legging fur pieces and doing cultist dances and uh, I I don't even just. It's fucking hilarious. Just watch it. it, it I, I saw it at the Alamo Draft House. It's the only reason I saw it because they're like, "Oh, you're playing this movie," and I'm like, oh, "I'll go see it. Why not? I got the season pass now." And I was like, "Oh my god, this is great." You should see it, James. James, go watch. Go watch this. Uh, next up, uh, Black Lightning started. So I think it's like three episodes in so far, and it it's good so far they, they're t t tackling a new arc called like the markovian war so it's like oh the markovian government wants all the metas so they're trying to kidnap them all and uh kill anyone that gets in their way but the u.s government's like oh no we have to protect them let's quickly imprison them against their will and just like have them in these weird kind of torturous uh like uh quarters with like a military police state just being terrible and it obviously kind of reflects on like oh hey isn't this similar to like uh mexican constant the concentration camps for immigrants and then like uh the of course like police state of course like cops and uh black people on the street and everything else just that kind of whole thing um, I would say it tackles it, uh, not bad, but just subtly where it's not a big deal. It doesn't do like South Park where it's very much just there. Like, you know what they're talking about when they're doing it, but it's not the entirety of the show. Like you still have the development of the characters to where if those wasn't there, they would still be able to stand out strong enough on their own without needing it too much like it's not a, a, a crutch that's keeping them up or anything like that it, which is something i do appreciate from the show uh but that's for that uh i'll probably talk about a little bit less as it goes on until like near the end just because it's really that point that i want to talk about for it uh riverdale had a premiere uh so far just the other one episode the reason i want to talk about this is just because uh i believe it was luke perry uh he was the actor playing archie's dad he passed away so this entire episode is them they they kill off uh archie's dad mm. and it's kind of like a whole memoriam to his dad and to the to luke perry the actor and it's honestly really good i, I liked it a lot um because it actually made me emotional watching it because it, it really is the whole thing of like oh your dad was helping someone and there was a car accident and it's like that whole thing of like oh shit the family's all like broken down and everything else but it was they, the way they have it and the way they tackle Archie's reactions to it and the way he like goes through it all and honestly it was really good like it I, it was 
one of the best episodes they've ever done but it's also because the emotion they really bring for it because it's something also real that happened uh it, it's it, it was really heartfelt i will say but yeah uh next up uh always sunny's started it's funny <laughs> dude that this show is fucking ridiculous i'll just say james if you watch it just watch d-day dude i want to like daniel told me about that i was like Mac Day is literally one of my favorite episodes of the series. So the fact that they're finally fa- following it up with a D-Day is, like, hilarious. It's... It, it's... It's it's good. They, they, they do some shit with Dennis that made me laugh so hard. I was like, what? The, oh, my God. Yeah. But I should make yeah, sure, it, I should it, see if it's on Hulu yet. It might not be, but... Anyway. Yeah, because... <laughs> this clams. I'll just say, dude, clams. It's just Danny DeVito and clams. That's all I'll say. Okay. Let's watch it. It's so fucking funny. Alright, uh, next up, uh, the show Mayans also is back. Uh, it's like probably eight episodes in. I want to say I'm like one or two episodes in so far. And so, uh, so far, it, it's it's weird because like compared to all the other shows I watch that are like the standard, oh, this comes out every week, whatever, superhero CW stuff, like Mayans and Sense of Anarchy the show just the tone it does where it's very much like it's serious you don't feel that weird kind of like wacky sitcom or uh cw feel of it it's just uh, it's it's a real story that you're watching and sometimes there's something ridiculous more so in sense of anarchy whenever they had a fucking bar fight or something but this one's a lot more serious and i think because of the style of stories told told with this, there's I would say an even more serious tone than there was with Sense of Anarchy because Mayans also tackles like cartels and like types of rebels and FBI shit, and it's so far it's so far stayed interesting. Which also like the showrunner I believe just got fired or at least like he was stepping down from being a showrunner but apparently he's been fired for being a dick or something at least in his own words he was like yeah i was being like a dick or i forget what he said but like uh they're changing showrunners which i hope it doesn't change the quality of the show itself because honestly like it's it's really enjoyable and it's enjoyable to have this show that's like oh here's full mexican representation that's not on fucking like telemundo or something like it's something that's on a big like top tier channel like FX that has quality shows like usually everything except fucking American Horror Story is like really good and you just can't really say much about it that's negative except American Horror Story and this show maintains that status quo that they have last show and this one sorry guys fucking holy shit okay so with Arrow ending with its, uh, I guess, eighth season or so, and that giant Crisis on Infinite Earths event coming, that's like the big crossover that has like five shows or something. Dude, I'm I like, saw a picture of the dude uh, playing the monitor, and I was like, holy shit, it looks just like the fucking monitor. Yeah, <laughs> and it, dude, it's it, this is like, in terms of television, this is like the biggest television event I've ever seen occur that's going to occur like Game of Thrones is a big thing like it's premiere and everything else but in terms of achieving something cross show with this this is the biggest thing I've ever seen and I'm so excited for it because the thing that CW does that no other superhero shows do 
is they really do put a lot of love into their shows. I'm not saying that they meant necessarily be good. Sometimes they're fucking trash. Other times they're cheesy. Other times it's just a workout video that you feel like you're watching with Green Arrow just being like fucking on the ladder shit in the first two seasons. But like look at all the people that they have always casted like wally west's dad or not what barry allen's dad in the flash and also jay garrick is played by the flash from that uh, early flash live action show yeah you have uh like supergirl's adopted dad is superman from lois and clark yep and lois is in it i think as I think as Monel's mom or something. Yeah, and so. uh, you have the president in that show is Linda Carter, aka Wonder Woman from the Wonder Woman show. Yep. Uh, everyone like I'm sure you would you could put Adam West in it. Unfortunately, we yeah. can't anymore. They got a lot of fanfare in, the, in those series. For they sure. have so much. Like Crisis has all those people returning in different roles. Like Lois and Clark are coming back, dude. They have the small Smallville characters are coming back, dude. How like, fucking this is nuts! How big this fucking show is! Like this much love and care they're putting into it. Even like uh, I forget his name that plays the Adam, and he also played Superman in Superman Returns. Yeah, dude, he's, he's gonna Superman. be uh, the Kingdom Come Superman. Exactly. Fucking it's crazy. Fucking insane. And uh, dude, Kevin Conroy is gonna be old Batman, old. Bruce Wayne Batman. This is literally this. like I haven't his watched his first live action Batman role. Think about that. He's done cartoons and games, but he's never done live action Batman. Yeah, I never this thought is of that. Fucking insane. Like literally, I haven't watched any of these shows for a while, but this crossover makes me want to watch them all again to like catch up uh, right. to catch up to it because this is literally like the avengers endgame of fucking dc comics but on like cw shows which I'll, I'll get into that now so this this crosses over between arrow flash supergirl uh legends of tomorrow and now black lightning and also actually batwoman so that's what is that six shows yeah i don't know exactly i don't think it crosses over into the series of black lightning but the characters themselves and the act the the cast some of them will be in the crossover so i think it's between five shows and they're gonna be in it but i don't think they're actually gonna be that their series will take one of the episodes as one of the parts i'm not too sure exactly but uh, I personally still like I haven't watched Batwoman yet I'm going to but I want to watch that uh, pr- last year's crossover is called uh, the Elseworlds one right and that's why they introduced her but personally like I still watch Le- Legends of Tomorrow and I still watch Black Lightning I dropped off of Arrow in the middle of the I want to say the end of the sixth like somewhere in the sixth season and then I dropped off of Flash somewhere in the uh, it was like the cicada, not the cicada, the uh, the fucking wheelchair guy, uh, with the brain. I don't remember what it was, but it was like the yeah, the fl- Flash goes to jail in that season, and uh, that's where I I stopped with those two shows, and then I stopped with Supergirl at the right before the last two episodes of the second season. I just stopped. I was like, I fuck that that show. I couldn't I couldn't deal with it, so I'm like, okay. I'm going to go back and I'm going to catch up on all these shows, all three of them. And I'll like go Supergirl all the way up to the Elseworlds crossover, stop there, catch up with Flash to that crossover, stop there, catch up with Arrow, stop there. And then from there, like finish off all three. So I'm like, okay, I'll start with the one I like the least. I'll start with Supergirl, binge it on Netflix. So I watched those last two episodes. 
Oh, God. <laughs> Dude, I forgot. It instantly reminded me why I stopped watching that show. So, I want to give you a really fast example, James. There's a giant alien invasion, and Linda Carter is the president, and they're basically like, hey, the president's confronting the fucking aliens. And you're like, what? And she's like, this is the president of the United States. Prepare to meet, like, the full might of, like, the U.S. Air Force or some shit. Followed by also, like, the world will unite to fight you and everything. And they're like, oh, okay. And they're like, wait, so what's the president doing? It's like, oh, they're heading right for the fight. They're going to go confront the fucking aliens. And it's like, what do you mean? Oh, you know how she said the full Air Force? They're on their way there to fight the aliens. Wait, literally? The whole Air Force? No. So when it shows it, guess what, James? Air Force One! Wait, what? Air Force fucking One huh? is flying towards the fucking aliens. Keep in mind, guys, Air Force One has no weapons. No. And, and count them, not one. It's got a lot of defensive two, measures. Not one, but two jets. Are, are flying towards this armada of spaceships that are massive. Okay. So they're like, yeah, we're gonna fight you. And then they just get, they all get blown up. And I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> what is this fucking show? Is this what I stopped watching? Is this what I came back to? And like, there's this character, Cat Grant, who's like the big, like, uh, in charge of the whole thing is it feels like a let, it feels like a B, not B, it feels like a D tier. Uh, Superman's like fucking Elseworld shit where it's like oh there's a daily planet but it's not it's called like Catco News yeah. and Cat Grant is like the well instead the of Perry White it's takes, Cat Grant well it's like the show takes place in National City National City not Metropolis so it's like I guess it's it's simultaneously supposed to be their local news network, but it's also, like, a global news network, so... Yeah, it's just, it's really fucking... And then she's terrible. She's like, oh, she'll, she'll like, name drop actors and stuff and be like, yeah. yeah, I had to turn them down for a proposal for a wedding or some bullshit. And I'm like, what the, f what the fuck is this? And she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm talking shit to these aliens. And then they go to try to blow her up, and then she's like, oh, no! <laughs> I'm like, what, what, what am I watching? What is this? So, I finished the season, and I'm like, oh, maybe season three is better. <laughs> I watched the entire season, James. It's like, if season two was, an, was a D, this was like a D plus. And I'm just like, dude, I can't even believe I... I made myself watch 23 episodes, plus those two. And I, it was painful. I'm sorry. I, I try not to be too negative. Like, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to, you could go to fucking YouTube to see that type of rabble and see the comments for like all like just trash talking, but I'm sorry. That show is not, it's just not good. It's not good at all. And like, it doesn't, it doesn't have any redeeming qualities. Like you'll have like Legends of Tomorrow or Gotham and stuff and they're very cheesy, which is what makes them good. Like they're, the Legends of Tomorrow is just fun. They're like, we're not, we don't take ourselves seriously. We just go on random adventures and do random shit and it's just a good time. This was like Gossip Girls or Gilmore Girls or whatever, but with superpowers, but nothing makes sense. And they also, this is where I was going to talk about it. They try to tackle all like the big world developments and current things at a very liberal standpoint. It feels like every single issue, like, and 
they do it terribly because you're just kind of like, what the fuck am I watching? I thought I was watching Supergirl, but it's doing all this shit and they're more pushing this stuff to the point where it feels like without it, like I said with Black Lightning, if it wasn't there, the character, like everything, it, it still would stand on its own. With this, it feels like it'd fall apart worse than it already is. Mm. And I'm just like, oh my god, who who thought who thought this show was a good idea? I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. I it's think... just not good. Maybe part of the problem is that it started off not on CW, but on, like, CBS or something like that? Or yeah, it was just something random lasted a season. So, like, it had to be more, over. like, family-friendly or whatever? But it never it never leaves that... It never leaves that, uh... That thing. And it, the worst part, too, is... I think I said it before, just thought we didn't have the podcast before, but it's not good when you know the... When the protagonist is the worst character in the show. What? I love Ben uh, Melissa Benoist. <laughs> like she's a, she's a fine actor. I don't care, but like the everything that is the the way they create Supergirl and Kara, you're you're literally like, the f- why would you do? Why would you say that? Why would you do that? Why would you do any of this? Why? 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 Are you just why? Why do you exist? Why? What's the point? What's just know. stop? Stop everything you're doing, please. I can't do this anymore. Like, I enjoy it from time to time as, like, a really light-hearted show, but, like, I don't really... Maybe I don't know enough about, how, like, how Supergirl normally behaves in her own comics that, like, I don't have anything to compare to. Uh, not this stupid. Ah, hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's just... Dude, I, I just... I can't do it. It's just so... It's like... And the fucking music they play every time, and it's like, oh, don't go breaking my heart. They don't actually play that song, but it's like basically, that's like the entire fucking season three is that entire fucking theme practically. And Dude, I, just, it, I can't. Eventually, do it. they just, introduced the Legion of Superheroes. Yeah, that's season three. That was season three. Yes, James, that's what I just watched. What? How do you feel like, about Brainiac? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about James. I. I feel like I robbed myself of, like, whatever time it took to watch season three. Whatever it was, uh, it's time I'll never get back, and I'll regret it for the rest of my life. Mm. But I will say this. Season four is on Netflix, and I, for one, will not be watching it because I'm done. You can't fool me twice, I think, or is this already fooled twice? I'm not really sure. Time. <laughs> don't fool me three times you can't do it you're not tricking me motherfuckers <laughs> but I'm just I'm gonna watch Flash now get to that Elseworlds crossover part and then same with Arrow um, but Supergirl I will just watch the crossover episodes from now on just, I can't I can't do it I'm done I'm done with it but I'll, I'll see how Flash is in Arrow because I feel like I just it wasn't doing much for me anymore it wasn't that it was like terrible and I was just getting angry at like just like why am i watching this it was more just kind of like ah, nothing's happening it's not going on it doesn't have the like the sparks it used to have and things like that but with uh arrow ending i'm like you know what i want to get into it because i've enjoyed specifically green arrow a lot and i also do really want to watch batwoman because i'm really excited just to see ruby ruby rose's batwoman so that's gonna be really cool okay that's it for that i'm sorry guys we actually damn it james we Went over an hour. But we're going to go pretty fast with this because, honestly, this news isn't too bad for the most part. All right. They showed a trailer for Jungle Cruise. Did you watch it? Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I, like, when I first saw that the trailer was there, I was like, why did they make a a movie about the Jungle Cruise? Oh, because they could put The Rock in it and make money. 
But then, like, I actually enjoyed that at least the beginning of the trailer, they kind of make jokes about the actual ride being, like, cheesy and lame. But he's also being a, he's being a con man. Well, yeah. Well, it's like, he literally is like, congratulations. It's like, think of the ride, and then he is doing that, but everyone's in on it that's also in the ride. Yeah. Well, that was the thing, is that he's like, congratulations, you just booked a tour on, like, the cheapest Amazon cruise you could. And then, like, they don't really address it, but the fact that he's, like, going down the, uh, um river and all the animals are like very clearly fake and he like seems to actually be able to like communicate with the like natives off to the side yeah he probably pays them afterwards yeah like it's like oh i I stand there and act scary until i scare you off and And that's the thing uh, is like when it finally clicked there's like oh shit they're making a joke about like the actual ride being like cheap and fake as shit (laughs) that's hilarious yeah uh, in terms of like at least it looks like the plot's like oh we're hunting for a cool treasure artifact and it's adventure and yeah. there's a curse um, uh, seems pretty generic uh. yeah it's very it seems very generic I am not that interested uh, I was more interested when it was just a concept and then once it came out with this trailer the interest kind of plummeted to the, for the most part honestly just because The Rock isn't a seller for me anymore to be honest because a lot of his, his movies are very much miss it, instead uh, of hit. Well, the funny thing is, he li- watch. he literally looks like he just straight up does not fit in that movie. I'm be honest, dude. He doesn't feel like he fits in like half the movies anymore. They just they, they say, I don't care what it's about, just throw him in it. And well, then they do it. And then you're like, what, why is The Rock in this? That's fair for a few <laughs> things. I will say that Hobbs and Shaw, he was like a fucking badass. Okay, Hobbs, like, yes. Ba- uh, like Fast and Furious is different. Fast and Furious, he... He fits perfectly in that, but just like all this other random shit, it's just like, yo, let's put the rock in the video game, Rampage. Hey, let's yeah. put the rock in Baywatch. It's like, what? What the fuck is happening? And it's like, it's not even his fault. We'll put but the rock in Jumanji, <laughs> twice. Well, the second one hasn't come out yet. And the first one was actually yeah. okay. Until, That's the thing. I actually so the rock, like fa- the rock did false advertise where he's like, everyone's gonna really love the tribute to Robin Williams, and you're like, check it out. It's a wooden floor. And yeah. you're like, what the fu- fuck, you guys? <laughs> like, he found yeah. his, like, place that he used to live. Look, he used to live on a... There. Fuck, he built wood on nothing and then just kind of didn't have a roof. Thanks. How That's did really Van Pelt not hunt him down every single time if he literally lived in one place? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care anymore. Just, just don't think about it. If you want those answers, go watch the fucking Jumanji animated series that they had in like the 90s after the first movie came out. That wasn't bad. That was actually quite enjoyable. There was a civil war between red ants and black ants, and it was fucking boss, guys. I will say that right now. Yeah. All right. Next movie. Uh, Bomber Boys. I believe that's what the book was called, but it's basically a series about or a book about pilots in World War II. So, I guess I started that off wrong. But anyway, this is actually... So, there's a series being developed that's about these World War II pilots. And this is basically the third series of a trilogy of World War II uh, series that have been done so far. Like, premium content series. Uh, You'll know them very well. Band of Brothers and The Pacific. This was the third one that was supposed to come to HBO. But it never happened. So... I believe it's uh, Tom Hanks and Spielberg that have been doing it previously. They've, I, I believe, are teaming up for this one as well. But it's coming to Apple Plus. 
and it's going to do the same thing where I think it'll have possibly some pilots talking like there was in Band of Brothers, but it'll be basically the perspective and story of uh, the, I believe, bomber pilots or fighter pilots that were basically in the European theater of World War II. That was some fucking crazy shit, dude. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, there you go. All right, you got me on Apple+. Plus. That's how you, that's how you do it. Really? Uh, yeah, that's... I just... I mean, dude, I'm just gonna watch... I'm gonna have Apple Plus for that show. One is Once it's over, I will drop it. That is literally what I'm doing. I only care about that show. Wait till you get a new phone and just get a year for free. Nah, that's gonna be a while. I mean, we'll see what happens first. Do I get a new phone first or the show comes out first? We'll, we'll see what happens. You buy an Apple but, TV. Ah, fuck it. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll talk... Probably the next time we'll talk about this is when they actually drop like a trailer or casting. We'll see what happens. Yeah. There. Uh, next, uh, there's been uh, some cool possible showdowns coming up. So for uh, Venom 2, or not Venom 2, but the director of the first Venom film, Ruben Flesher, says basically uh, there's a coming showdown between Tom Holland's Spider-Man and Tom Hardy's Venom, which does then in that it, it then confirms that Venom is technically then in the MCU universe, I guess. Uh, which is interesting. We'll see how they really, handle that. Very loosely, but I'm I I would love to see a confrontation of the Toms. Tom time. <laughs> Tom 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 time. Tom fight. Tom bull. Something with Toms. It it just works. You're excited. I know you are. Look at that face. You have, nah, you I'm, don't just, care I'm trying to think. Like the, all I'm thinking of is Tom Tom the like GPS. <laughs> oh oh god no. Uh, but there's also some additional Venom news. Uh, apparently, one of the mutants named Shriek. You know Shriek, right? Yeah. Yeah. Shriek apparently will be in this sequel and will, like, apparently aiding Carnage. Uh, Shriek has the hypersonic, right? Like, basically, the whole weakness of Venom is, like, the sound and basically like, can do. Interestingly enough, in the more recent Venom comics, they actually explained why specifically sound and fire are the weaknesses of like the symbiotes but mm. it would take a little while to explain so yeah. and apparently the actress in talks to play shriek is naomi harris i believe if i remember correctly you'll know her as money penny in the daniel craig james bond movie oh yeah interesting that's how i recognized her i saw a picture of her on like ign saying like this is going to be the new one of the new uh villains of venom and i was like she looks familiar somehow. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, did you see the new trailer for Lady and the Tramp? I didn't. Uh, I saw the first it's basically, one. Basically, it's uh, Lady and the Tramp, and it's just uh, Tramp talking to Lady about uh, how she's not going to be the favorite of the household anymore that there's a baby. Yeah. Um, but it, it looks... I think it looks interesting. I hope it doesn't go the route of Lion King. But I will want to see how it does in terms of just, like, that comparison of, like, uh, does it go the disappointment of Lion King live action, animation, whatever the fuck you'd call it, or does it go the more successful route of Jungle Book? Yeah. Because it's, it's, you can see now that it can be done, but Lady and Champ does have the advantage of that there are humans in this like there was in Jungle Book, whereas Lion King... Yeah was just yeah that so 
I'm, I'm excited still like it's kind of like, like I said also maybe have conflict of interest I don't know I have two friends that worked on it so I really do want to see it just to support them um, but I'll, I'll still give a honest opinion about it once it is out yeah I like the original Hopefully. movie uh, I don't know it's one of those things just like I didn't really think it needed a live action remake but I mean it could be good honest, most don't ever need that they're just kind of going hey let's do the same thing we did but live action and then make more money yeah classic Disney movie <laughs> yeah I mean like like I said I didn't see the new trailer but I saw the first one and I thought you know at least from that one I was like this could be good you know <laughs> Just give me my live-action Black Cauldron, then we'll start talking, guys. Ooh, shit, that could be really uh, fucking Kevin, Kevin Feige was promoted to Chief Creative Officer of Marvel, which means he will be overseeing not just the movies, like the MCU, but also TV, animation, publishing, which means all forms of, like, books, comics, and everything else like that. So he's kind of, like, now the not just MCU creative guy. He oversees all like just that story standpoint or like direction of creativity and like everything that's creation oriented i guess you could say uh for all forms of media that marvel has now so he'll probably run into the comics and be like hey make sure you do this or let's let's go in this direction i honestly don't know how this will affect everything because i mean like he did a good job with mcu just because it's a feat to have whether you think the quality of those films are hit or miss, depending on each one, it's a feat, nevertheless, ignoring the quality and the quips and whatnot, to have all those movies, 32 movies or whatever it is now, like connect like that and be an entire cohesive system that no other franchise has done before in terms of like film and everything. Yeah, not else. to that scale. It's like, yeah, that is insane. So we'll see what differences happen with him, because he's still going to be in charge of the MCU that he had before. Uh, just, I mean, that's the, the only thing is I kind of worry for the guy. It's like, shit, I wonder how stressful that was just doing the movies. You're doing that for everything now. Like, I hope just, you know, take a break, man. L live a little bit. Like, rest. Breathe. Just breathe. Breathe and remember that there's a life outside. Good luck, man. <laughs> Godspeed. <laughs> Alright, so we got some fucking Matrix 4 news. A lot of it, actually, James. Are you ready for this? Sure. So, apparently, Neil Patrick Harris has been cast in Matrix 4. Yes, Neil Patrick Harris will be in the Matrix 4 as an un uh, n his role is currently unknown. Uh. Jada Pinkett Smith is in negotiations to return as Niobe, who is, I believe, Morpheus's like ex-wife or something right she was the captain of the uh of one of the other um, ships yeah but you know who uh, i'm talking about I, right no i'm just trying to remember the name of the ship it was really cool but i can't remember was it the nebuchadnezzar no that was morpheus's ship oh, okay but yeah so hers uh, she's apparently she could be coming back and then um what was the last one? Oh, this is my favorite so jessica henwick is in talk in talks to take on the lead role that could possibly be like the new Neo tape role. You will know her as Colleen Wig in Iron Fist and uh, the female pilot in Force Awakens uh, for the Rebels or Resistance or whatever. I, I'm really excited if that actually happens because uh, Jessica Henwick, honestly, so far in those in that movie and in the show, like that she's a great like everything she's done so far has been great and oh shit 
Nymeria Sand in Game of Thrones also. Like, she is not disappointed so far. Hmm. Even though the Sand Stakes did overall suck in terms of their story for Game of Thrones. Dorne was just trash. Fucking Dorne. But yeah. Um... I'm curious to see what Matrix 4 exactly is going to be because I've heard talks of young Morpheus and Neo, which I don't know what that means compared to like new generation of characters to the old generation of characters, uh, what exactly it's going to entail. Um, but I'm excited to see what comes of it. Like it, this, the the news for that and Batman, which we'll be talking about later and actually next. What am I saying? Next is Batman. It, the news for these guys are just casting nonstop. So potentially next week we might have even more matrix 4 news as well as batman after what we're going to talk about now so for batman or the movie it's coming up called the batman uh there is some casting news two new members of course first one is zoe kravitz is going to be catwoman this is really cool for a couple reasons um one uh i believe her stepfather is jason momoa yeah i believe so So, her stepdad is aquaman so catwoman and aquaman are related not by blood but they're related so i think that's great two dude she is the first jewish catwoman interesting and also the second black catwoman after um eartha kitt from the batman 1966 series because there were like three Catwoman in the Adam West Batman show. Right. There was like one of them. There was one for the movie, and then there were two different actresses for the uh, TV show. But yeah, because uh, she's half black and half Jewish. Because her dad and her mom are also both half black, half Jewish, which is really interesting. But uh, it's it's interesting to have that kind of uh, casting because also she is in Mad Max Fury Road. She is one of the wives of Morton Joe. And she is also... This isn't her first superhero movie. She was in X-Men First Class. She played uh, Angel, I think her name was, right? It was like the... She shot... She was like kind of like a bug, even though she was more of like a fucking... Yeah, she was more of a fucking bug than she was an angel. She was like, oh, check out my wings. But then she'd shot, shoot like acid out of her mouth. And you're like, oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. yeah. X-Men oh, First I, Class. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I don't remember her... I haven't seen other films of her, but basically those two I have seen and like so far so good um i'm excited just to have that just because it's interesting but it's gonna be pretty cool having her in there but it doesn't stop there so jonah hill is not gonna be in batman it turns out uh he was up for penguin and riddler but that is no longer the case instead we are having paul dano as the riddler so he will be in that film for sure then but I've heard there's going to be numerous villains. So we have Catwoman Riddler. Who knows who else is going to be in it now? Uh, for those that don't know, Paul Dana was Eli in There Will Be Blood, who was the kind of crazy church-going guy that was always preaching and shit. And then I forget what's his face. who's the main character in There Will Be Blood. Basically kills him at the very end. And uh, his performance, Paul Dana as Eli, is just kind of crazy. So I'm excited to see him as... A crazy guy with riddles. And then, uh... That's it for Batman news. And the last two pieces were actually almost done, pretty much. Uh, apparently The Rock... <laughs> Speaking of The Rock, The Rock says Black Adam will start production in July 2020. 
which brings it back on the map once again uh, once I have time. I I realize, uh, well, actually I'll talk right, right after this other news, but yeah, so we're going to have Black Adam finally coming into play, especially now that Shazam happened. Uh, I'm curious as to how this movie is going to be, if it's like an origin, and I'm sure it's taking place in Kandak, or Kandik, I forget if that's how it's pronounced. Uh, for those that don't know, it's basically kind of like a fictional Middle Eastern or North African I want to say North African. One of the two. Fictional or North African or Middle Eastern uh, uh, country that Black Adam is the ruler of. And it's kind of similar to, like, Doctor Doom in Latveria, I guess you could say. Yeah. But he's normally a Captain Marvel villain, uh, but in recent years he became kind of like a anti-hero in certain... DC comic runs as well as even going so far as I believe to join the Justice Society of America at one point but it'll be curious especially Rock is that there you go that is actually good casting like that fits that works guys yeah and then uh last DC news is Jared Leto apparently will not be Joker anymore whatever work was planned is apparently finished and they will probably if they want to include him in Robert Pattinson's Batman it will be a different Joker most likely you know no offense to jared leto but i'm fine with that <laughs> i mean i i personally i feel like we never really had a chance to see the character uh the suicide suicide squad was not a good opener and the way they portrayed him in it was not good either because he nah. was a unnecessary side character that did not produce anything for that film yeah like the joker That's... shouldn't feel like an afterthought yeah, and it was very strange the way they had that. And I had said before, if they put him in a Batman movie, the dynamic of just Joker-Batman with Jared Leto, I feel like would be a lot different. But it sounds like now we'll never know, just like we'll never know what it would have been like to have a solo Batman movie with Ben Affleck. It's just kind of going into that, oh, I just, it could have happened, but it just didn't. Which I will say, um, I still haven't yet, but whenever I talk about that fabled DC movie special that I really want to have us do, where we basically talk about all the movies that came out already, the movies coming out soon, and the kind of statuses of all the movies they have announced for live-action DC films. Um, I won't start it now, and I probably won't start it at all this month, but possibly in November. I'm not saying the episode will be in November, but because... Honestly, this episode will be the biggest episode we'll have ever done, only because of the amount of research I'll have to do for each individual film of finding everything about, like, it's life or death and everything else and whatnot, and also thinking up kind of, like, reviews of everything from Man of Steel up to the current Joker film and that kind of thing. So it'll take a lot of time to build up all the research and uh, agenda for that kind of thing. Uh, but I will probably start doing that soon. Uh, at least to, to start like building up that report, if you will. Uh, and then once we have it, we'll make, maybe like make a little big of a deal out of it and stuff. Because um, honestly, that'll be my big ol... That's my special pro project for this show, is doing that specific thing. Uh, yeah. That's, James, everything we've got. It's almost an hour and a half, which is still a lot better than what we had before, but 
I feel like we, I guess with the less amount of news we had, we feel like we could talk more freely about what we actually yeah. were watching recently and everything else. Which is nice. It wasn't that rushed. Nah, I mean, I didn't expect to talk about the Joker or League of Legends for, like, so long. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, so, if you guys want to contact us, you can at SutureSideTalk or SutureSideTalk at gmail.com. Email us there. Uh, give us feedback, positive or negative. Uh, if you have any questions you want us to talk about on the show, please put that there as well. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, follow us at SutureSideTalk. We're actually up by... Uh, we we had like 17 followers guys we're up at 31 now nice uh since last week only because i started uh going through and kind of following uh, twitter channels that are similar to ours in terms of like podcasting i literally did that whole freaking follow everyone and then eventually like after like a week or two unfollow those that didn't follow you back to get more followers that could potentially then listen to the show because I've talked to multiple people and that they honestly say that is like the best way to do it at this point, at least to reach out in terms of like getting more coverage on Twitter for this show and stuff like that. Um, but if you guys want to support us or yeah, follow the show, Sutra Side Talk, follow James on Twitter at InvaderGem124. Follow me at GoGoComzilla. Uh, if you can, respective platforms, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, uh, like, subscribe, give us a positive review, five stars, whatever it is that kind of thing for each show. That kind of stuff helps us get out more to for other people to see it. Like I said, we're ad-free. We don't have anything going on. We do this for free. If anything, I actually lose money doing this because I'm paying monthly for SoundCloud. Uh, but it's something we still want to do. Uh, and then I will do another plug here, though, guys, uh, for those that do listen to this. On November 2nd is Extra Life which is the 24-hour gaming marathon where people play and raise money for uh, charity for children's hospitals, basically. All proceeds that are donated and raised go to children's hospitals. Uh, I am actually the captain of the Microsoft San Francisco team, and I will be doing a... We'll, we'll actually be in the store in San Francisco, uh, gaming for 24 hours, or at least some of us will, like I want to say, like seven or eight of us. But I myself will probably do a live stream during it, uh, but I'll probably put in the show notes uh, details to where you can donate, at least to the store, myself personally. Like, we, we all raise money as a team and whatnot, all together. But it's something, if you want to watch me, pl if you want to see my face and watch me play games for 24 fucking hours uh, and watch me just kind of degrade over time and become like a shell of a person, uh, you can totally do that. That's going to be November 2nd, probably from 10 a.m. that day to 10 a.m. November 3rd. So that's a Saturday and a Sunday. And I'll be playing probably a, a various amount of PS4 and some Xbox One games. Like, I'll probably do, like, on Xbox, Gears, Halo, Borderlands, and uh, Ghost Recon. And then uh, PlayStation, uh, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, Blackout, or fucking Blackout from Black Ops 4, Apex, uh, Red Dead, Destiny. I'm going to freaking install and play Dark Souls, Metal Gear yeah. Solid. Dude, it's gonna be so much shit. I, I'm trying to figure out, like, I'm breaking down, like, alright, uh, I'll do these games for an hour, these games will be, like, maybe a little bit more. I'm trying to figure out how to best put in, like, that 24 hours and where they're gonna, get, like, what I'm starting with. Um, I, I feel like this is the only day in years that I'll probably buy some energy drinks as well. But it's gonna be insane. But alright, guys, uh, sorry that took a little bit long, but thank you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you all hopefully next week, possibly. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Thanks for listening.